th- what you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Mars Podcasters. Who are these guys trapped in a bathroom? My name is Shannon and as usual, I'm joined here by my brother Jake. I'm chained to the wall, Shannon. It's scary. I don't like it. I'm just scared. Well, we've got one way to get you out, but before we do that, I'm going to throw to a very, very special guest. Everyone say hello to Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Hello, my name's Lucas and I love my horror movies and I love Saw, so. Now, you might have mentioned, might have heard there, Lucas is a small, smaller human. So, we're A, going to be very nice to him and B, trying not to swear as much. Although, knowing his dad, I don't think that is a problem. So, um, we, <laughs> if, you, if he hasn't given it away already, we are talking probably, probably one of the biggest cultural kind of touchstones like it, it changed horror effectively. This movie, um, and it changed, really did change the landscape of horror. Some what nearly 15, 20 years ago now, first Saw came out. We're talking Saw. Um, Saw, of course, has a very Aussie connection, written and directed by two Aussie guys. Um, you know, with a fascinating backstory behind it. Uh, for for people who haven't seen Saw that have been hiding under a rock, it is. It looks old and outdated now as a horror movie but when it first came out it had completely changed the landscape of horror it is about two guys uh stuck in a bathroom chained to the wall uh with a dead guy sitting in the middle and kind of about this this jig, jigsaw killer and the, of course you know the running theme through through the all the saw movies i think we're up to saw nine or t- are we nine now i think nine nine saw movies i've seen the first one the second one and that's all i got to so uh, I think we're up to nine Saw movies now. So the running theme through through these are that the Jigsaw Killer, as he's known, first of all, he cuts a piece of skin out in the shape of a jigsaw, which doesn't actually link, doesn't do a lot. Anyway, that's what he does. Um, but he doesn't kill anyone. And this is very important. Remember, it'll come up later. He just makes people kill themselves. He puts them in traps and they have to get themselves out. His strike rate's pretty high in death to to getting out of the <laughs> yeah. of the traps. Yeah. He's he's got a pretty good winning ratio. Uh, of course, uh, he doesn't stick around long, and then he's got a bunch of coffee cats and stuff. But we're not even going to try and get into the next eight movies. We're going to stick with the first one. Now, Lucas, you picked this movie. Mm-hmm. What is it about Saw that you like so much? Uh, I just like the atmosphere, and one of mine is the cinematography. I just like when the like the traps, uh, how it spirals and how it just the lighting. Uh, as a low budget movie, I think I really enjoyed it. As I see, if it is it, if it's that low at money, you can make such a brilliant movie. So that's what I love about Saw. Yeah, and it's got a fascinating backstory. It's it's it was written by two guys from Melbourne. Um, they they had an idea. So this idea, they wrote this script. Um, they went to an abandoned hospital and they shot the very one of the scenes that we see. It's the uh, the reverse bear trap scene. Um, they shot it just as a test with five thousand dollars to show what they could do. Um, took that scene and then the script to Hollywood and met with a bunch of people and got um, got the money from Twisted Pictures to make it. Um, and eventually uh, we, we get sore out of it. You know, that kind of ingenuity where they knew they had a great idea and what it what it, it manifested into, you know, is incredible. Nine, now nine movies. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it gets unfairly kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of chastised, I suppose. It kind of is credited for creating what they would, what I could, that torture porn type, type, uh, what they call torture porn now, which is hostile and that kind of stuff. 
I think that's really unfair. In fact, if you watch the first saw, there's only there's only what five kills in this six kills. There's not there, a hell of a lot there, of kills. Yeah, there's only six kills. But what, what's what's brilliant about the first saw movie is it's only a million dollar picture, as you said, low budget before, but and it was filmed in eighteen days. Now you take a movie and film it in eighteen days, you're not going to get the quality that you get from this movie. It was well thought out, perfectly timed. Uh, it's a quick quick movie, only an hour and forty five minutes, so you get through it really fast. But there's something special about this movie, even watching it again for the, what, the fourth or fifth time that I've seen it, it like you said, the, the cinematography is amazing, but the story just catches you right away. Yeah, There's there's no waste of time. The story is just spot on what it needs to be. It, it starts in the bathroom. You, you, yeah. you basically get a shot of a plug hole, something goes down the drain and it's already that, well, what the hell was that? And then it's, it's quintessentially saw. There's two guys chained by their ankles in a bathroom and there's a dead body brains and blood everywhere in the middle of the room and you're like where what the hell have i stumbled into um and then it, you know we get the, the lights and we get robin hood men in tights <laughs> and a bloke who let's face it not a great actor but he's the co-writer that's lee Winnell. he's the co-writer of this of this thing and he deserves to be in this movie damn it um you know and, and you're immediately intrigued about what is going on and it's 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 brilliant in its simplicity that you are just bang straight in the story there is no fluff the fluff comes in the in the form of flashbacks, and boy, does this movie love a flashback! Oh, yeah. it, it, it can flashback like the best of them. That that cinematography that you talked about, Lucas, it is really interesting, and it's probably you know, it's probably looking a little dated and tired now. But you can tell that that's because of the budget. You know that that's the way it's shot. Is you don't have to show a lot of the traps. You can just kind of spin the camera and make it more claustrophobic or more um, visceral than it actually is. I don't know. Spe- speeding up the the way they were trying to work out the puzzles, like with the guy with the light, the candle, when he was frantically trying to find the thing, that's so effective. It's it's literally what ten seconds of film, and he's showing a guy walking around on a glass, looking at the wall in a candle, and you, and you, it's full of suspense. Like you know, obviously you know the outcome, and the same with the guy on the wire. I mean, that's where I think that's where the, that's where the torture comes from, where the you know he's getting you see, you see him trying to get through that barbed wire, and it's just it's impactful without doing a lot there is you know there is some very weird transitions in this in this movie there's one with Danny Glover where it it like is a car that drives into his face and you get this weird transition it's so it's so very early 2000s but but well not even is it not even that early it's, 2004 2004 yeah so it is early 2000s it's um you know wait when were you born lucas uh, 2009, so... This, this movie came out five years... I've never felt no, older. No, I watched it when I was seven with my dad. We watched all the ones that were yeah. out by then. So I watched them at a young age, all of them, and I wasn't allowed to go to sleep until I watched them all. <laughs> I, I, I think it says a little bit about the parenting... Well, yeah. My, that you've got my, my, my son is seven, and he walked into the part where she's in the bear trap, and I said, get out of the room right now. Because oh. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if you. I mean, obviously you you could take it. My seven year old definitely couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So um, very different parenting styles. But obviously you worked out fine. Yeah. No. Yeah, you haven't killed anyone yet, have you? There's no. You've not set any traps for anyone. Yes. Not yet. But yes. yeah. Good. No, look, it's always at the horizon. You can be anything you want to be. Um, the what is it? Is this kind of was this kind of where your love of, of horror movies started? These this movie is this kind of. Uh, yeah, Saw was the one of the first movies that I saw. So I think this really. Trap me in. He's doing gags. I, I'm going to go. I, he's, he's, this is the future right here. <laughs> the 
it's um it's an interesting one to start with. It's like Jake said, it's really simplistic and it kind of hums along. Um, it's probably kicked off my love of escape rooms, to be honest. Like it's immediately where I'm like, this is it's just one big escape room. Like everything's got a piece of the puzzle that you've got to try and solve. Um, and um, have you done have you done escape rooms at all? Uh, no, I haven't. But I've watched the movie Escape Room, so yeah. What did you think of that one? Just well, we're uh, only I saw the new one, Tournament of Champions, but it's not like Saw at all. So it's it's, it's not. But it's you know it's trying, and we give uh, awards here for trying. Um, yeah. it, it's um, look, I want to get I want to get back to J- Jigsaw's kind of ethos to this thing. Now he's he's doing this to teach them a lesson. They're they're bad people, and this is. You know, they basically well, put them in a trap. They're not so much bad people, Shane. They're, they're just like the, the photographer's done nothing really wrong. He's done nothing wrong. Well, he just he he lurks in the shadows and takes pictures for people. That's not illegal. He's a professional. Yeah, he's a private investigator. This is what I mean. It's Jigsaw is kind of a bit of a sanctimonious twat. Yeah. It's it's um, you know, he, first of all, Lee Winnell c- can't get out of that trap. Like no, no, he's not getting that key in the first instance. It's, right? It's, it's part. It's part of my two problems with the movie. There, I have two major, or actually three major issues with the movie, and him not being able to get out of the trap is just—it's—it's it's wrong. It, it's, it, it ruins the whole experience for what he could have done because there's no way once he wakes up. I'm not sure if he just turned the wrong way and and the trap didn't work properly, but he had no chance of getting out of that fast. He he could get out and he could saw his leg off like Robin Hood Men in Tights did, but he he chose I, not to. He yeah, he smashed. He smashed the saw, so he could get out. But my my problem is that these these two aren't particularly bad enough to be stuck in a damn trap. Like no. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and that's all I'm going to – I'm not even going to try and say his last name. I'm just going to call him Robin Hood, Men in Tights because I never get it right. Carrie Ells. Yes, That'll do. Um, he, he's, um, he, he's potentially going to cheat on his wife, but he doesn't. He doesn't. In fact, we see in a flashback that he doesn't, and it's it's kind of their first. And he's like, "No, nah, I can't do it." Um, and and all all Adam's doing is being a, a in a hide photographer to take photos of people, and they're both what get tr- stuck in a trap and die. Like, but, and, but I don't understand what what Zepp did either. Zepp was his advocate for being, you know, learn the patient's name. He's a good guy. Why did he get trapped in all this? Because he also said he's a very interesting person as. Um, Gordon, he was explaining the to all his students, John Kramer, about his disease and everything. And then Zepp stepped in and said he's a very interesting person and his name's John. So Yeah, so he's he's just like a disciple of him. He just yeah. wants to be a part of it rather than he's not actually in the trap. Well, no, yeah. he, at the very end he says he's, he's got ejected a poison into him. If he doesn't do this, he's going to die. So he's part of the game as well. Yeah, so how, why is he part of the game? I don't, I don't know, know that anyone know. knows that. I don't know why he's part of the game. He's not a bad person and he's not I'm not sure that he isn't embracing life like that the the message is meant to be. Look, J- Jigsaw's body count is huge throughout these nine nine movies or so. Even when he's dead, he's still collecting bodies. And and the and the reasons get more and more tenuous as it goes along. Um but you know, this bullshit about Jigsaw doesn't kill anyone, that is such horse. Like that is such bullshit. Has has anyone heard of Charlie Manson? That dude didn't kill anyone and he went to prison. Like there is such a thing as just being a coercive piece of shit. And that's what John Kramer is. You can't stick someone in a trap and be like, I don't, I don't kill him. Um, it's, it's, it was, you know, it's like putting someone in a burning house and when they die, you're like, well, I didn't kill him. It was the fire. Don't blame me. Um, he, he's such a piece of shit. And, and that's the big problem with it. Like 
if he was if he was genuinely like giving people an option to like you know repent for their sins and had like a real slant on that and the and it was a bit clever i i reckon this this script could have had another polish and it probably would have been really really like it would have been an absolute classic like it's a classic for a lot of reasons but this could have been you know top of the tree horror movie stuff with another pass yeah but i i like the third i mean i don't like i I understand the first two murders where he said he cut himself and where are you looking to die? Where are you looking to pay? I know it's not a, it's not a good reason, but it's better than the other two. And the other well, one was he, the guy was cheating on his medical insurance. So, you know, that's a, at least, a, at least a justified reason when he's so sick and dying that it's justified reason, like why you don't want to live your life. At least that's justified in the grand scheme of things compared to the other the other two. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is once you've got to nine movies, this, the world of, saw is so convoluted through flashbacks and flash forwards and like if you were trying to write this story this timeline down you would lose your mind like it's just so hard to try and picture it have you got a favorite lucas in the in the saw franchise have you got like a favorite movie Uh, through the whole lot my favorite uh the most memorable and my most favorite is probably saw 3d i really enjoyed that one um where yeah and probably Saw 2. Saw 2 is my favourite. The, it's, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the first ones still. I think it it's because it was something very different. I mean, before Saw, we were seeing a bunch of Scream knockoffs. Like Scream was that thing that changed cinema, horror movies at that stage where it was kind of snarky teens, very meta, a little bit tongue in cheek kind of deal. Um, and it was, they were all like, you know, I know what you did last summer and then a bunch of those kind of, there's a man with a hook. Now it's a man with a two hooks. And it's like, that was all you got. Like it was a, basically a, a variation of the slasher movies. This, this is kind of was almost thinking man's a little bit, you know, it's not a particularly smart movie, but it, it was a little bit different and it was quite visceral in the, in the gore. Um, Jake and I've done a couple of horror movies. Now we did, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you actually, have you seen the three part fear street on, uh, on Netflix? Uh, yeah. I've watched all of them. What did you think of those movies? Um, I like the f- second one. Second one's my favourite. But I didn't like... I'm okay with the first one. I think they just started just chucking in things that they shouldn't have been chucking in um, and everything. But the third one, I liked the third one, but I preferred the second one. I think, the second I think one. Lucas just summarised like three hours of content because that was... A, yeah. It took us about three hours to get yeah. through those movies. You, you, yeah. you, you would have already heard our breakdown of those three, but that's pretty, pretty uh, right on point. It's um, but what we kept talking about is the fact that there's very little, like if you want to do a horror movie, particularly now, there is an expectation that the kills are good. If you're not, if your story's not particularly great, you can flesh it out with really cool and unique kills. Mm. And I think these traps are something that we've never seen before. Mm. And, and as the movies keep going on, the traps get better and better. They get more inventive. They get harder. They get bigger. Um, and so these traps, by by you know just comparison to the rest of the movies, are are really quite they're quite low key. I mean, it's it's a room of barbed wire. It's a it's a room where two guys are ch- chained together, and then you know it, the only real kind of mechanical trap we see is the reverse bear 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 trap, which doesn't actually hurt anyone. She gets out of it before it goes off. It's not but- till four movies later we actually see that thing. But you, in, in action. Been, but, but yeah. you also had that the the drill 
the two drills going into his neck. I just, I don't understand why he took it to the next level. Like they were pretty low key traps, but then this big mystery about how to get out of the room, is it because he saved the best? Like this is his big, big swan song kind of thing. Like this is his big reveal because I don't think there's a, there's no answer for them to get out of it. Like how can they escape the room? Every other puzzle has had a chance for them to escape the room or escape the trap by doing a certain action. I saw a thing saying like, so there was rust in the room, rust on the pipes that the chains were on. So instead of cutting the chains, rust is 1,000 times easier with the saws that they've been given. Why don't you just cut through the rust that the chain's on that's been stuck to the floor? Why don't you just cut the chain, the rust, rusty pipe it was on? Why yeah, that? I, I feel like he would have probably zapped you if he tried to do that because that's cheating. Yeah, there was the zapping. Thing. I, I just, I, I just, there's, there's no real logical way out of these puzzles. Like they found the X marks the spot. That didn't give him any step closer to the thing. All they had to do was kill Adam, and I don't think that's really. I know it's not fair in the grand scheme of things, but compared to the other two traps, they had no way of getting out of this I, trap. I think, and I think that's where I, I talk about another script polish because. As you go through the series, the traps tend to relate to something that they've done. So the barbed wire makes sense, right? So the barbed wire is you keep cutting yourself. So, you know, we'll see how far you want to go to survive. That that makes sense in, in the context. That's kind of the only trap that really makes sense in this in this world. As they go on, a lot of the traps are about the job or whatever they've done that's bad, right? So... You know that's that's where this could have really shined as a as a as a holistic concept. If 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 um if Gordon was about medical malpractice, it should have been or or something or a cheating or something like that. It could have been here's something related to that. If yeah. if Adam's trap was around spying on people, his clues or or how to get out of it should have had something to do with that. It's the pound of flesh type deal. You've done this, so now I'll do this to you. It could have been a lot cleverer than what it was. And that's what I think would have elevated it. I mean, let's face it. They had a million bucks to shoot this thing. I think they work backwards from the traps, right? Yeah. They, they work backwards from a concept of let's stick two guys. This, they, it's almost they stuck it through the visual element of how cool would it be to have two guys wake up, you know, in a room and not understand how to get out. It's, it's, a, it's an escape room come to life. What the hell would you do? And then they fit the story around it. And when they were building this out, there's no way they thought that was nine movies later, right? No, so everything that comes after that gets fit back into the Saw universe. And and so there's a whole bunch of like retconning through the next part. So it's like mm. in Saw 7, we're like, oh, that's when he went and saw Zap. There's a whole bunch of that as you go through the, through the series. And that's what I mean. When you get to eight or nine, you're like, holy shit, what am I even watching anymore? What movie is this series is part of? Because you try to work out where the things... I mean, Adam comes back. What's he in? Three? Three. Comes yeah, back three. in three? Yeah. So you see Adam again. You see everyone, but I think Danny Glover comes back. Well, no, Carrie Elson doesn't come back. Yes, he does. He, he's a massive part of the, of the movie series going forward. He comes, comes back okay. in the very last one. Spoilers for people who haven't seen fucking Saw yet. Um, he he He's part of Jigsaw's plan. He's one of his disciples. Like, it's so... This is what I mean. It's like retconning like crazy. He comes back and, like, Dr. Gordon's been doing this stuff as well. And you're like, what? Do I just, do I just see these movies? Because I I didn't see that happening at all. Because from what I heard, he had a massive dispute with the, with the production company. So... He comes back in, and is it seven? I think it's seven. He comes back in the last chapter, whatever the last chapter is, because then you get Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Is, and then you is get spiral. It's spiral. Spiral's, spiral's nine. 
Yeah. Have you seen Spiral yet, Lucas? I've seen it, but it, it was a very weird movie with Chris Rock in it, so it's the only memorable thing. So it's out of my head. So it, it is very strange. It's Chris Rock doing a bunch of stand up as a cop, and which he wrote himself. Like he was just it's just Chris Rock being Chris Rock. Oh, and also he's a detective trying to find this killer. It's very strange. He comes back in Saw three D. Saw three D, which is yeah, yeah which is um, and he might be in the last chapter as well. I think. I'm, mm. looking th- I'm looking through his IMDb. I can't see other than Saw 3D. But but there's, I mean, there's one. I think it's five or six where they, it's a whole healthcare thing, and it's a it's a it's a commentary on America's healthcare system, and that's really cool. Like it's kind of the only one that's like, let's have a political premise and let's kind of have a have a, a bit of a scathing takedown. Like you could have done that with the banking industry. You know, they could they could have could have been their chance to be like, we'll take down these people who are being abusive to other people mm. and a lot of that is about you know um making choices that that one that that health insurance one actually links back to john kramer he was denied health care because mm. he's got cancer he then takes that guy and puts him through a series of of kind of his dream team so he's got like six people that work for him and he, they're really yeah. great at Shannon, de- denying health care you're spoiling the shit of saw you're doing, I don't you're, care. If, you're ruining the saw franchise for everyone let's face it you don't turn up to the saw franchise to look at the Saw franchise story, well, you're there to see now, people get now. I, now there's a nine movie arc that I need to go and see. I don't care about the traps. I want to see the story. Have you have you got a memorable trap, Lucas, in your head from from one of the movies? Is there something that stands out to you as particularly good? Oh, I'm just trying to think. I liked um, the one in Saw Two where they it was an idiot move where they had to chuck the girl into the haystack, find yep. the key in the haystack. It's like finding something in the haystack. <laughs> Yeah, my my one was the one where she puts her hands through the the trap and she cuts her wrist slowly. Yeah, but they're those, outside. Uh, and... Like I don't I don't mind scary movies. I don't, I don't mind the, the you know you're in a trap. Is it going to explode? If you run down time, bang, you're dead. I don't mind about that. It's it's the cu- slowly cutting that gets me. It just it freaks me out. It's just that that's the kind oh, of stuff that gets me. I like Donnie Donnie Wahlberg's face getting smashed between two f- chunks of ice. That's that's one of my favourite ones, where his just head just just evaporates. Wasn't that ridiculously like you could tell that it was a dummy though? No, it's pretty good. I, I, I reckon I, it holds up. Um, it, it's uh, it's. I think it's okay. There's a whole bunch of really good deaths, and as they get on, you kind of just in the story, just like get on. Where's the next trap? I don't want to. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're doing, shut up. I just want to get to that next guy exploding or whatever. Um, but you know, th- there's as you go, as you go through. Um, there's also one with Chester Bennington from from Lincoln Park. It's like a three or four person trap, and he's he's stuck to a car. Um, oh yeah, and and uh, he's trying to rip his skin off the car seat. There's four people in, isn't there? One under the car, one That's at the right. back, and one at the front. So you get, yeah, yes, and he has to pull a lever. So. That's right, and there's just it's just wild. The whole thing yeah. is crazy. Um, it's um it's it's directed. We should say it's directed by James uh, by James Wan, yes. Who um who's gone on to do a bunch of really great stuff. Um, and Lee Winnell and James Wan have also been working in the horror field. One quite of my favourite movies, the both three of the Conjurings, my favourite yeah. horror films, and the Adam he actually played in Insidious, what James Wan directed too. That franchise he also played in that. So James Wan, the Adam actor. And he's okay. and he's gone on to do he's gone done Aquaman didn't he? James yeah, he, well, he's done, he's done Aquaman. Aquaman. He's done yep. Fast and the Furious. Yep. 
Um, did you do a Star Trek as well? I haven't Star watched Trek? Star Trek, so no. Nah, sorry, I'm just. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to his director IMDb. Uh, so he's doing Aquaman, Aquaman Two. Uh, he did The Conjuring Two, uh, Insidious Chapter Two, Fast and Furious Seven. So he's doing some big stuff. Yeah. You know, which is great to see off the back of just, you know, we had an idea and, and off we went. And, yeah. and and Lee Winnell's still doing a heap of horror stuff. He's in, he's done a, was it Cooties that Lee Winnell did? He's actually yes, not bad as a yeah, kind yeah. of a kind of a Joe Cora movie. Yeah. Well, I like Cooties. I watched it with all my cousins, but I really enjoyed it. It was, it was one of those films where you just like chuck it on. If it's scary, it's scary. And if it's dumb, just watch it. Is there an area of horror that you don't like? Like, is there something that you go, I just don't want to watch this? Um, there's nothing that I will say no to. Probably oh, sort of psychological, but the movie Invisible Man, have you watched that one? The, another, another Lee Winnell. He actually directed that one, I think. He did. He did. The, the new one, the new Invisible Man, we watched it in cinemas, but I'm just like, I hate the, the tensions where you're just like, yeah, like, you know it's going to happen, but it still scares you. I I'm not a big fan of those, but I just love every horror horror movie. So, and and that's that's a real twist on on a, a very classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the the classics. Have you have you gone back and watched, you know, Friday the Thirteenth and and Halloween and where that's yeah Elm Street. Yeah, I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street. I watched the first two. The I, I prefer number one. I actually enjoyed number one, but I, I watched Scream like once. The first Scream, I didn't care about the sequels, the prequels, and all of them. But I haven't watched the Hall. I watched the new Halloween, but I'm not. I haven't seen it, the old ones. It's probably. I mean, it's a generational thing. I think you know, Scream was very much front of center for for me. You know, I, I know that was where I started getting getting really into horror movies. Was that kind of entry point? Uh, Jake is what is what we horror nerds call a pussy, is yes. what I would probably call him. He doesn't yeah. like horror movies. Uh, yes. However, through through this through this show, we've probably made him watch quite a few. Jake, if you got, would you say you've got a horror favourite horror movie? Oh, I'd say Saw's probably my favourite, if I had to choose one. I mean, Saw's one of those ones that I've... I think once you've seen Saw, you've seen it. You, the, the, the surprises stop worrying you anymore. And I don't, I don't, I don't think... Um, I don't think many of them really... Hype. I mean, Midsummer gets you because of it's just so out there and so impactful um but i mean it's a different different kind of tension um so i mean saw is probably the favorite if i had to choose one if, if you say pick a horror movie i'd go watch saw because it's it's, pretty, it's probably the easiest entry it's not so much jump scary um it's a bit gory it's not overly gory but it's a bit gory um and the 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 cinematics are worth seeing alone what about what about something like the real classics something like uh the shining have you seen the shining uh i've seen shining but I, I like the new one, Doctor Sleep. Yep. That was okay, but I like The Shining. It was, it was classic, so it, it is, and it's a different type of horror movie. And I think yeah. that's probably where I, as I've gotten older, tend to, to to want my horror movies to push. But there is something to be said about a bra- what I would call a brainless horror, and particularly I think the Saw sequels fall into that, where I just want to get see some people get mushed. You know what I mean? Like I just. So I just want to put something on, not think about it too much, but just watch some some people get smushed into a trap. Um, and, and I love seeing where the traps go. Like all horror movies, when they start getting into the five, sixes and sevens, the story stops being a thing. No one really gives a crap about the story anymore. 
it's it's almost it's where that the killer's about to pop up. Um, I, I have a I have a bit of an issue with remakes, and and watching Ho- Halloween now, you know, having seen the classic stuff, you know that that whole series just falls off the deep end at, at one stage when you're at Halloween H two O and. You know, the new one coming, isn't there a new one coming? Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it just it, it almost like I understand. Like some most horror movies, you can understand that like, they're not they're not real. But when mm. you lose that reality, I think that's when horror movies fall off apart. Like like when Scream, Scream the first one was good because it was an homage to all the other horror movies, and mm-hmm. it was guys playing with the with the with the characters. And you know, when you start going into space, like Jason goes into space, because it becomes ridiculous. And like, like, and then, and then you either had the other side of the coin, where it's like the Leprechaun and those kind of movies, which are ridiculous, but that they're meant to be ridiculous. When you kind of, when you're trying to set things in reality, then you go out of reality. It just loses the whole franchise. But, but you find that the first one of those will all largely stand up. The the, the first one will, will generally have something to like about it. It's when you push. You know, and Leprechaun's gone to space. Jason's gone to space. J- Jason in space still has one of the best kills I've ever seen, you know, in terms of actual, like, it's a person's face getting frozen in, in you know, liquid nitrogen and then smashed. And the effects are, are brilliant for a 10-year-old, 12-year-old movie, whatever it is. Um, but in terms of the story, it's absurd, right? But you're not there for the story. So you've actually got to make the kills interesting. And when they're just stabbed off screen or you know it, it's it's just a machete through the head it's kind of like get do something better at least saw i think every single just about every single death in saw through the whole night is something different and unique and interesting but but do you really see anything like extremely grotesque in the first saw because you don't really well i just think that's a that's a victim of its budget yeah of, of course it is but you also got to remember that saw was was revolutionary for what it was and it had a fantastic twist ending which didn't make a lot of sense but it doesn't make sense if you when, don't pull the strings jake don't pull those when, strings it when doesn't make he sense. stands up is one of the best moments in in horror movies i think because you don't expect that, that. it's it's also got a bitchin score to it at that stage like that that theme that saw theme goes all the way through the movies um, it's written by a dude from Nine Inch Nails. Really, really kick-ass score. And then even that, you know, when Jigsaw slams the thing says and says "Game Over," and I'm, you get chills. I actually, like, enjoy, I, I enjoyed the part where he said "Game Over" and he slams the thing. You know, and, and let's look at the cast here. You know, they've got a couple of faces that we know, um, but they're not big. They're not big names. Like they're not. You can hardly say that Danny Glover. Yeah, well, and yeah, Carrie Els are, are big names, but well, they're recognisable. Yeah. And I actually think the movie's worse for Carrie Els. He's not. He's I, not I was good. Looking, he's I, one of my big problems with the movie. He's not good. Like I know they say that you know Lee um, Winnell. 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 He's not yeah. very good. But I thought he was actually better than Carrie Els. The part after he cuts his foot off is just yeah. almost laughable. The makeup through Ooh, the whole thing looks like looks like crap. Like, you know, that's what I mean. If you did this, if you just put another million bucks on this and, and you gave the guys a bit more time to polish the script, you'd be in a, such a better place. But it was so different from the boring-ass slashes we were getting through that whole period that this this changed it. Like, you're now getting – this is it's kicked off a new wave. Unfortunately, I think we're back to remake of horrors, like classic IPs again, which, you know, we saw a new – we saw a new um, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We've got a heap of new Chuckies. Um, 
you know, we're just keep, we, we got it. And I mean, this is the difference. Like remakes can actually be good. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen it? I've watched both. I actually, I actually prefer the second one more than the first. Yeah. He's done. Okay. We're done with the movie. So yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, that's it's a controversial. Good. How do you say something so brave yet so controversial? The, the first one is, in my view, is is infinitely better. Is far but, superior. But but having said that, there is something interesting about both of them, and at least they're doing something different than what we've we've been seeing. I don't know that there's a huge amount of merit for the kind of remakes we make. I will say about the Halloween remakes that at least it's people who seemingly love the IP that they love. They love it. They genuinely want to do a good job. And I think the machetes with with it was the same. Um, what we are seeing is a heap of good Stephen King adaptations that are coming out. Mm. I think that's what Netflix have, have managed to do. What's been disappointing is I don't think Netflix have landed their horror suite as well as they would have liked. They've done a bunch of good Stephen King stuff. But I think that on a whole, the Netflix original horrors have been kind of really disappointing. Um, and there's so many good horror stories out there. There's really good horror writers that are not getting picked up, and horror is one of those those genres that is evergreen. Once you've once you've got a horror proposition, it's horrific. You can set it anytime, anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Um, it, it, you know, you've got the modern problem of trying to deal with mobile phones. That's the other thing that always happens in these movies. Is like, why doesn't everyone have a goddamn phone? Um, you just call the cops. So there's always like a line about. You know, oh, well, the, the phones rest, aren't working. The or, towers or, are or, out. Or if you hear something in the back, you're like, oh, let's go look at it. I'll yeah, and that's, mm. you know, and that's that's one thing that Saw didn't do is it didn't dive into horror tropes. Like it's not a bunch of why the hell didn't they just do that? You, mm. you don't really see that because they are stuck in these in these environments that are carefully constructed. So th- of course they don't have a phone. Of course they don't. You know, there's nothing that they can do that are unless they're stuck in these these little little boxes, um, which makes it unique as a proposition. You know, it's those dumb character decisions that you see right through bad horror movies that you go, why why would the character do that? It's the running up the stairs issue, run out the front door. That's what yeah. that's there for. Which is what Scream did so beautifully well. Yeah. It took all those horror tropes and were like, these are dumb. Why would you do that? Um, but but th- this movie doesn't do anything wrong. The characters don't do anything really wrong. I mean, other than trying to, you know, obviously not looking for the rust and, you know, uh, attack the, the, the pole rather than the, the chains, they don't really do anything wrong because they can't do anything else. I mean, what right. else are they going to do? I mean, other than snapping his saw, which is I out think- of frustration, which I understand, um, I don't really think they could do much more. I, I, just, I just don't like that there was no solution to that puzzle. Like if, if there was a way that they could figure out a way out of the room. What, what are you talking about? There's absolutely a way out. There's two saws. Yeah, you know, I get, I get that. The but, crap out of it. But your, but all the other, cl- the, I mean, the the, the saw, the uh, barbed wire guy had no real chance other than hurting himself. But he had hurt himself before, so that was a point. Where these guys, I, I just, I don't, I don't like that there was no solution. The, the funny thing is, two of Jigsaw's apprentices as they go along. He actually gets super pissed because they create traps that you can't get out of. Like he, that's actually a big plot point for both Amanda and Hoffman that they both create traps that they people can't can't get out of. So Jigsaw cracks the shits, and you're like, "Come on, Jigsaw man!" Like he's got this lofty ethos: "Is I hate murderers, I detest murderers." And it's like, first of all, Jigsaw, you're a murderer. Let's just put it on the table now. You're, you're a big bad murderer. Second of all, you made traps that are almost impossible to get out of Sunshine. Like. What? Oh, you can, but you can get out, but like if, if you saw your foot off, right, the door's still locked, right? Mm. 
Are, are you saying that he's going to open the door because, like, if they say in the first five minutes, I'm cutting my foot off. Doesn't That's what doesn't do. doesn't Robin Hood Men in Tights have the have the key to the front door? No. I'm pretty sure he's got the the key to the front door because he opens it up and he's got a key. Yeah, that opens a which lockbox. doesn't which doesn't make yeah, but doesn't doesn't he also have the key to the front door? Couldn't he get out? I don't mm. believe so. Oh, didn't he? Because didn't I he? Thought he I thought he had it. I thought he had the yeah, because Zap opened the door. I only thought he only had one key, which opened the lockbox. I thought there was another key. I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. It he could have got there. I don't. I don't. Uh, I said oh, that's, that's my major problem. But yeah, Carriel's really kind of let the team down. I think everyone else is really good, except for Carriel's. How how Lee Winnell did not get an Oscar nomination for his fake death scene, smoking oh. the poisoned cigarette. I don't know. But that that scene at the end where he's where he's lost all hope. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. I think that's pretty good acting. He he's better than I think people give him credit for. I think people get, get shit talk that that particular performance, and I think he's he's not the worst part of this movie. No, that they should talk his performance about the the fake death scene and, and the kind of the middle dialogue. But that that last scene where he's you know has he sees that he's got no chance of getting out and he's about to slam the door is is you know it, it's it's hairs on your on your arms kind of raising kind of thing. Uh, you know, and, and this thing did exactly what it was supposed to do. Look, this this appeals to your demographic, Lucas. Like, this is why these movies keep doing really well at the box office because teenagers love them. Like, mm. they're, they're really accessible. They're kind of smart enough that people think that they're they're getting tested in terms of the, the you know the sto- keeping up with the story. Um, what the problem? Probably the problem is and its biggest blessing and curse is that you probably don't need to be hugely invested in the store universe to watch mm. each each one you know yeah. it, it, there's a there's enough in each one of them to go oh, i remember that character from that other one but if you just dropped in and watched one three and seven you'd still have a pretty good time with them mm. regardless right yeah you don't necessarily need to know the story it's not like the marvel universe <laughs> but this this movie was shot in 18 days it was a budget of a million dollars we said before it made a hundred million dollars in in in, in revenue um, and I mean, people like, um, what's his name? Danny Glover was in it for two days. Like he shot in two days and was out again. Like this, this is, this is shoestring budget. Like you think about what you've done in the last 18 days. There's no way you made something this good. It's, um, and even his character didn't really need to be there. Like you could have, could have done away with a lot of these characters and really kept it much tighter. Um, I think, I, I think that's also a bit of an issue is they, they kind of had, an hour worth of chain to the basement kind of deal. Mm. And then like, well, we need 45 minutes more or at least half an hour more. And mm. then they had they added the backstory about his wife and his daughter. And, and, he, and that's where, it, that's where that lets the movie down a little bit. That's the other thing too. Like what do you threaten his wife and daughter for you big shit? Yeah, they didn't like, what, did they, what did they ever do? I don't even know why he didn't give his cigarette, like, like give it just to him. If his wife and daughter on the line, like as I've written here, like why wouldn't you just give it here if there's something on the line that's so close to you? Like I would give it, give him the cigarette in a heartbeat. But but are we suggesting that Jigsaw would have actually killed his wife and daughter if he didn't get out? Like what well, kind of a prick movie is that? They've done nothing. Well, Zach walked in ready to shoot them, and I I just that's why I understand is you, you, Carrie Ells is made out to be the big bad guy, this, or the 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 main reason why all this is happening, and he's done nothing wrong. Like he he was he was a kind of he was a shit doctor. Like he wasn't attentive to his patients, but the guy's got an inoperable brain tumor. He doesn't yeah. give a shit about the next guy. He wants to save the guy who can be saved. But also and he's in the punishing tape, for that. The tape that Gordon has been given, you hear that um, John starts coughing, 
So that yeah. kind of uh, indicates to Gordon saying, you should know who I am if you pay attention to your clients and patients. So that's basically saying he doesn't care who his patients are. Like that's how bad of a doctor he is. If you are working on someone who is, did he have cancer in the end? I yeah, but you're, you're, a, you're a shit doctor. Do you deserve to die for that? Be chained to Well, well you're, <laughs> you're a photographer. You deserve to die, yeah. apparently, according to Jigsaw. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. I think if, you, if you'd if done another couple of passes, mm. you tighten those sort of the links to Jigsaw better, you make them worse and, and more. They're kind of one-note characters. He's a photographer who sneaks up on people, therefore you deserve to die. You're a doctor who ignored your patients and you're going to cheat on your wife. You deserve to die. Make them more fleshed out. Like you're you know, if, almost if you made them criminals, like make the the two guys criminals. Hmm. Like they like, had a reason for being in there, and Jigsaw was the righteous person making them fight for their life, kind of. Like thing. Adam doing something illegal with um, spying on people, or yeah, but, doing but, something but, illegal for if he smokes, he might be a drug, getting it for drugs and everything. And way, yeah, way more worse. That, but he's just getting and, private investigator. Even the, the other two, like Amanda, yeah, she's a drug addict, but we don't treat drug addicts, you know, as a, as it's not a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. It's it's about rehabilitation and putting a, her in a trap and going, you you got to value your life. And this is what, you know, part of his thing is my 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 I've got a brain tumor, so I'm going to die. So I I want you to value your life. That's mm-hmm. one arm of jigsaw. And then there's this other arm that's like I'm going to punish those people who don't do live up to my lofty standards of, of perfection. Mm. He's pick, also, a, pick a lane, Jigsaw. But he's also fairly old. Like mm. he's like, I would have loved to see Jigsaw in his 20s. Were you relishing life in your 20s, sir? Because I guarantee you weren't back in the 60s. Like, well, mm. well, screw you, it, man. As it comes out later, he, he nearly, he tries to kill himself, Jigsaw. Um, and then he doesn't, and this is his, like, awakening. But this was what I mean. Like, his awakening is all about people who take life for granted. That's an interesting concept. You run with that. Every single person that you trap is someone who's wasted their life, in your view. Like, that's a twisted mindset, but at least it's a mindset that's consistent. Jigsaw's also other punishing other people who've pissed him off. So he's... You, but you also got to... Do you, you want? You also got to remember, this wasn't planned for a nine-based no, trilogy. Right. Like it was based for this one movie. They probably didn't think they'll get the money for this movie, let alone another five or six. And but even just... in this movie, yeah, it's yeah. it's both concepts. It's yeah. it's you know that's an interesting concept. If I, my life is over now, and I'm going to make people appreciate the life that they have with Amanda and the bloke climbing through the through the 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 um the barbed wire, you know that's a mental illness. People who cut themselves, that's something that we should help and support. And he's mm. like, no, 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 I'm going to punish you because you're a jerk. Like that's they're bad, but at least you can kind of that's the lane that he's picked, yeah. right? Yeah. It's muddled in its uh, in its approach to Jigsaw as an entry. You know, it's interesting enough because of all the intrigue. And but if you break down his actual ethos, it's bullshit. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense, and that's, and but, it gets further away from that as the as the the story progresses. But that's what I mean. The, the first two kills, like he, he had he had her and Amanda, they, they're two kills, right? So that makes sense. The the third one, he's cheating on his health insurance, or he's claiming taxes that he shouldn't be done. That makes mm-hmm. no sense. Yeah. Um, and the Amanda, um, didn't she say in the end that it helped her with her drug addiction? Yeah, yeah. But- so we should. Just go and run a rehab center, dude. Go and bear trap, Jigsaw's bear trap farm, but and I, you can just stick them all in a bear trap and yeah. get them off drugs. But you know she's going to join his cause. Like, you know she was the lady in yeah. the thing. And it, it comes, and I'm going to ruin number two, but it comes that she was actually in number two as well, 
yeah. and then she was a part of it the whole time. So um, number two is interesting. I did. I don't remember a lot of it other than the throwing into the needles and it's um, it's a back to it's effectively a haunted house. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're all they're all stuck in a house together and slowly pick them off. But Shawnee Smith um, from Becca is the only other thing I know, which was blows your mind when you first see her. You're like, holy shit, that's the chick from Becca. Um, she's she's in this and she's she's really quite effective um, as Amanda. Um, you know, and that's, I think that's an interesting proposition. Jigsaw kind of trying to rehabilitate people in his own twisted way is kind of interesting. And I wish they'd sort of stuck that lane a little bit more than what they did because there's a cop. So there's a cop played by, I think it's, is it Singh, Detective Singh? Um, yeah. Just gets Ken, shot Ken in the Young. face. Yeah. Like he's not a dirty cop. He's not a bad guy. He's a cop trying to make sure that people don't die. And he just gets shotgun in the face. And, and you're like, and getting slit in the throat, but like right here, even like getting slit in the throat right in front of you. I, I didn't even know how he survived in the end. I was like, as if you could survive a throat to the neck, uh, even like uh, ear or ear or something. And I was like, like, how did he survive in the end? Like, and then it showed you a flashback of him in the his house with everything on the wall. And I was like, how did he survive that? Like. Like, what did that guy do? What did the cop do? Jigsaw's like, I don't kill anyone. I'm against murderers. But I'm going to set booby traps for people who want to come and find me to stop me killing people. Like, it's such bullshit. But it's also that Adam's hired by Danny Glover's character. Mm. So it's not, it's not like he's even been hired by Jigsaw. So yeah. he's, he's, he's learned about this this private eye snapshot thing somehow. and he's, In a couple of days. Yeah, but Danny Glover's fine. The guy who hired him is not in trouble. The photographer is. Yeah, that makes yeah. zero sense. And that's that's what I mean. I think if you'd polished this up a bit more, and the connections were stronger, and their traps were relevant to their careers or what they had done, which actually happens later on, which makes a lot of sense, this becomes a lot stronger. And, and um, it, it's it's classic because of the way it's shot. I mean, you know, like we saw a lot of low budget horror movies make bank. Like you look at Blair Witch Project; that thing made absolute bank. It became um, a cultural icon straight away. How many times has Saul been ripped off in other movies? Like, mm. you know, you, you see two guys chained in a bathroom, you instantly know it's Saul. The bear trap became an instant recognition, even though you don't even see it kill anyone in this mm. one. Well, and, and Billy the and Billy the is it Billy? Billy the puppet. Billy yeah. the puppet's huge. That was created, you know, by hand by James Wan. Um, like, and that that's that's every like you you see that that face, you know exactly what franchise. You're and or about. even the spiral on his cheeks or anything, you're like, oh, just, just yeah, sore. It's it's all just sore. And and even like Tobin Bell's voice as Jigs- Tobin Bell's the best part of this movie, by the way. Like they they nailed having him as the as the jigsaw killer because you invest in him so much. Every time he says, it's all bullshit, everything he says. Mm. But you kind of like that gravelly voice. I'm like, yeah, baby, Jigsaw's right under something. Just because of that, the gravitas he pulls mm. in that. If you if you got that wrong, that casting, the whole thing falls apart. So he's he's critical to this. He's the best thing about it. Or the weird look back turn that he gives with his eyebrow up and how he looks down and he gives you the eyebrow up. I like that scene too. That's that smart-ass comment where he's like, the key for that thing is in the bathtub. Oh, just yeah. you would have been that, that would have made me so angry as as um Adam. Like that would that, like after you calm down after you realize you're gonna die. Like what a dick! Like that's yeah, it's, a, saying, it's a dick move. It's a and dick then just move. walks out like yeah. nothing happened, and what you're a, like, yeah. what a dick. Um, and and then you know it's got that problem later on with the retconning where they show Jigsaw takes a muscle suppressant 
before he lays on the floor because everyone's like, what, he didn't have to breathe for six hours? Like there's all that stuff. And that was, of course, the first thing I thought of is like, that's a cool twist, but really no one saw him breathe. So they they have to show – like. I'm sure these guys are sitting on the internet forums reading what people say and be like, I'll fix that in Source 7. Fuck those guys. Yeah, but you, know, I mean, like- you understand. Like, you got to, he's, he's face down. You're not going to, hmm. you know, you're not really paying attention to him. And didn't he have something on his face, like here? Yeah, covering up. But I mean, you, you, you would have seen his chest move, I guess. But or like his, or his like- it's, yeah. a, it's a good fucking twist. Go away. Exactly. And it's like, I think the more you pull at this stuff, particularly like this is a horror movie, it's not supposed to be. On a it's not- budget. Yeah, it, on a on a budget, it's not supposed to be. You know, it's not an Oscar winner. It's not. It's not shooting for anything other than what it does, and it does it super damn effectively. Mm. And that's why it just it it landed because it was something so unique and different to anything we'd seen. And it just hit that sweet spot right at the time when everyone was over slashes. You know, this is not a slasher at all. It, it, it hits a lot of the same beats, but it's something different and unique. And that's what landed it. And so now we've got nine of them, and that's where we've seen a, a different it's completely taken off. And that's, I, I love that it re, re, re revolutionized the horror genre because it needed a shot in the ass and that's what it did. Hmm. All right. Let's talk other horror movies that people haven't seen. Have you got a, a complete kind of wacky left of field one for Halloween? If people are like, I need a horror movie, give me something to watch. Um, as of my favorite, I always pers- personally say Conjuring, The Conjuring. Yeah, both are on Netflix now. They always like. I'm always like, oh, it's on there now. It's off there now, but it's on there now. I love that. I've actually watched a horror show with my mum, The Midnight Mass. If you guys watch that, that's a new Netflix one. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a limited edition one. So I actually really enjoyed that one. It's like weird as, but I love that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I like. What else is there? I'm just looking through all my next uh, – Wolf Creek. I like Wolf Creek. Uh, I think he was going for an Aussie jigsaw, but it was, it's something different. I love Wolf Creek, both of them. Yeah, and, and great, great um, movie. In fact, the director of Wolf Creek directed The Balco Experiment, which is a movie that Jake and I have covered on the podcast, which is really cool. Have you seen The Balco Experiment? Uh, no, we have, I don't think so. We haven't. We haven't what, do, we, do we talk about the whole movie show? Uh, no, I don't think we did, no, but it's we, really good. It. Um, um, Belco Experiment, if you haven't seen it, is absolutely worth worth watching. It's written by James mm-hmm. Gunn, who directed mm-hmm. uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just on while I'm on James Gunn, Brightburn, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, as well. If you haven't oh, seen yeah, Brightburn, I, I, I love Brightburn, like a Superman, but. It, it's basically what if the kid Superman was evil, right? Yeah. Which is a really cool concept, mm. um, particularly off the back of all the horror movie, this um, superhero movies that we've have been coming out. Um, yeah, you know, Hereditary and Midsummer are two movies that I'm still I'm still trying to get Jack to watch Hereditary, but definitely we couldn't uh, find Midsummer. Hereditary. We couldn't find Hereditary. We was going to do that. But Hereditary is awesome, and oh, it's to uh, me it's probably probably one of the scariest movies I've seen. The ending, I was just at the end. I was like, this is uh, this is enough TV for today. I was like. I'm just an. I'm going to sleep without even thinking about it all. But I actually really enjoyed it. I actually liked like the was it voodoo or stuff like though in the. It's house. it's super cool as a concept, yeah. and it's shot incredibly. Like if you're mm. if you're a fan of just the way things are shot, that thing rocks. Much like Midsummer, which is all all set in the daylight. Effectively, it's a mm. horror movie in, in the daylight, which is so cool. Do you yeah. guys um, like the Quiet Place? 
Yeah, we 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 actually went to the movies. It was one of the last movies I saw at the cinemas. Um, I haven't seen the second one, I but have. yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the, uh, eat that! I've seen a horror movie. You guys haven't. I've seen the second one, and it's not <laughs> as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's heaps of good horror movies around, and and some of the fun about finding horror movies is that my view is even a bad horror movie is a good horror movie. Like mm. you can still find something to either laugh at or or love about really bad horror movies. Like Jake mentioned, the Leprechaun series. There's something <laughs> really bad about those movies that are, are charmingly endearing. Some of the '80s and '90s horror movies that are just dumb slashes are still interesting for some reason. So. Um, I'm I'm all about bad horror movies, and we'll keep um, kind of stumbling across them. Um, we need a resident horror expert. Mm-hmm. Are you happy to fill that void, Lucas? Are you going to be our resident horror? horror I, I would love to do that. I love my <laughs> horror movie. Um, need, need to find interesting ones that we probably haven't seen, and then we'll go yeah. and watch those. Out of the blue, just yep, out yeah. Of the blue, we we need. Ones. I want to watch shit horror. That's what I yeah. want. Um, because there's something great about shit horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm going to keep watching. I'm, I've, I've been too highfalutin. I'm, I'm watching Get Out. I'm still trying to make Jake watch Us. I watched Us yeah. again the other oh. day, and that thing rocks. Do you like it? I, 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 at the end, I was like, this is just everywhere. I was like, oh, we're here, then we're there. I was just like, I prefer Get Out. Yes. I, I, I loved I loved Us. Um, Jordan Peele's doing some amazing things. Um, his Twilight uh, series a Twilight uh, Zone series is really good as well, and that's turned up on one of the one of the free ch- streaming services. I think it's on Ten Plus. Now, Ten Play. Now the new Candyman movie he's doing, which uh, which he he produced, and uh, even those original Candyman movies, there's something interesting in those those ones as well. So mm-hmm. uh, go back and watch all the original horror movies. I think yeah. you know everything, but the the new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is terrible. Uh, don't watch that. Oh, right, guys, new, uh, isn't there a new screen coming there out? There is a new there screen. A new with, scream. Jack, Jack oh. Wade, with Jack Quaid. With Jack Quaid. Um, all right, I guys. Let's wrap it up. We've got pick. This is Halloween, so give us one movie that you have to see. Your number one pick that people have to see for their for their Halloween experience. I'll go first. I'm going with Trick or Treat, a little anthology uh, horror movie um, with a little pumpkin head called Jack, and it is uh, it's really really good. Um, I wish they'd do more of that stuff because that's that that rocks. I love it. Uh, trick or treat, if you can find it. Yeah. Um, I'll go second. I'll probably say, if you're looking for gore, I'd probably say Wolf Creek 2, um, directed in Australia, tourists and everything, or tourists. Um, I love it. It's, it's actually a good pacing movie. And if you're getting to Midnight Nightmares... <laughs> What's yeah, it? and tourists tourist was a thing that used to we used to be able to travel to other countries if you've <laughs> yeah. forgotten. Um, yeah, but we used to be able to do that, but now we can't. Yeah. We don't want them to watch Wolf Creek. We want the tourists back. Yeah. Um, Jake, what about you? What would you I'm say? I'm going to go Cabin in the Woods for my my number one. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, go and see it all the times on Netflix. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods is brilliant. Hey, Lucas, thanks so much for joining us. We loved having you on. You're welcome back anytime, yep. and you can come and bring us another unique horror movie. Thank you for having um, me. No worries. And uh, so from me, thank you very much. I can almost pick Jake's final final thought. Jake, from and from Jake. Should I, should I move in really close to the microphone? Just, just do it. It came over. Ah, I knew it. I mean, he's an impersonator, a fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, 
put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not-quite-old-enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you! Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not-so-old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History!